are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I know if you're a Razorback fan, you probably didn't have the best of weekends, but still, nonetheless, there's a lot of things to take from the game between Arkansas and Florida as the Razorbacks drop this game 63-35, to which is a ton of points, a ton of points by Florida, and they earned every bit of it. And, you know, it's, it's weird because this gives me the same feeling that I had when Arkansas lost to Texas A&M. When Arkansas lost to Texas A&M, I said that, you know, this is unfortunate and you wish that the Razorbacks would have played better, but Texas A&M is just the real deal and they're a very good team. It's the same thing that happens with Florida this past weekend. As, yeah, 63 points is way too much to give up no matter who it is. And, yes, losing by essentially 28 points is way too much to have in any game in the SEC. I agree. That being said, I still don't think that this game is the indication of how this season's going to go. I really don't. I think that this was a game that Arkansas was going to have to play their best, like 100%, no penalties, no turnovers, uh, get defense off the field, control the clock. All those things were going to have to go right. And then Florida was just going to have to make some problems and for their own selves and to be able to make mental mistakes on their end for Arkansas to get this victory. But none of that happened. Unfortunately for the Razorbacks, they were the ones that uh, ended up having a lot of penalties. They were the ones that couldn't get the defense off the field on third down as Florida was able to convert 9 of 12 third downs in this game. Arkansas was the team that was not able to uh, really take advantage of some of the opportunities. And let's be honest, Arkansas was also the team that had breakdowns in coverage. And uh, small mistakes that ended up costing them big like Hudson Clark getting beat when uh, there was confusion in the coverage. And also, Felipe Franks not throwing to Traylon Burks when he was wide open for a touchdown on a fourth down call. So, all these things gathered together ended up being the reason why Arkansas lost this game. But the thing is, is again, I'm not perturbed. I'm not disappointed. I'm not sitting back and saying, well, dadgummit, all this stuff that I thought from the beginning of the year is over. I'm upset and I'm mad, yada, yada, yada. That's, it's none of those things. None of those things. What I am is I am still hopeful. I'm still thinking that Arkansas is going to go 5-5 five and five this year unofficially, or officially, and then 6-4 and four unofficially. I think they're going to take care of business against LSU and Missouri. I really do. Assuming those games get played the way that they're supposed to be played, that's going to be the ultimate question. But everything that I've seen from this team so far is exactly what I expected out of them. And Felipe Franks and the performance he'd had, which I know we're going to talk about here in just a second, is, is exactly what you would want out of your senior quarterback on the road in the SEC. But the thing is, is Arkansas is just not there yet. And I put a lot of emphasis on yet. Arkansas is a top five SEC team. When I say top five, they're fifth. Let's just be honest. They're the fifth best team in the SEC. And I think I'm fair in saying that. But the difference between being fifth and being fourth is pretty significant because you got Bama, who's number one, 
you got Florida, who's number two. You got A&M, who's number three. And then you even got Georgia, who's number four. Those would be my power rankings of SEC teams this year. And the difference between Arkansas and Georgia is pretty significant, as you saw in the very first game of the season. If they played again, maybe Arkansas could keep it closer. Maybe it would be a better matchup if that happened. But as of right now, Georgia's a much better team. And that's okay. That's 100% okay. Because where you're coming from and where you're going is everything that you need to know about this Razorback football team. And here in the next few years, we're going to find out whether or not Arkansas is just taking advantage of other teams that aren't well coached, other teams that don't have good quarterback play, other teams that are struggling, or whether or not this is something they're going to build upon and only get better and better from here. I don't want this season to be Arkansas's best season under Sam Pittman. I don't want this season to be the year that everyone constantly looks back upon and says, yeah, remember that year? Like, what happened to that? We thought everything was going to be so good after that, and it all just came crashing down. Why'd that happen? I don't want to see that year as that, or this year as that. I don't want to, and I don't think you do either. We don't know what's going to happen, and I know I'm skipping ahead and looking forward, but the point is is that this game against Florida showed you, as a Razorback fan, how far you are from being that team, a team that's competing in the SEC. And that's not to say you're, you're so far away that it's unattainable. It's saying that you're so far away that you got, you got work to do and you got progress to make. And looking at this game, is, is it strictly the talent level? I think a big part of it is. I mean, Kyle Trask in that offense is, is electric. Dan Mullen's a phenomenal offensive coach. Florida's defense is bad, but their offense makes up for it all. So it's not too far off to say that Arkansas, you know, next year or the year after that could beat a team like Florida. But right now you're just not there, and that's okay. Right now you're a team that is in that next tier of SEC teams. You're a team that you won't be ranked, and unless something crazy happens, you'll never be ranked this season. I, I just don't see that happening unless somebody really starts to feel good about you or if you get a big upset victory over Alabama or something like that. But let's be honest, that's not going to happen. You're just not there yet. But what the good thing is about it is you got to make the steps. As much as we'd all like the quickest turnaround in sports history, for everybody just to say, all right, now you're back in action and Arkansas's back in their rightful place in the SEC and competing, it just can't be that way. But the thing is, is you have to walk before you can run type of thing. I'm sure you've heard that adage. It's the same thing with Arkansas. you got to be able to beat the teams you're supposed to every year. you got to beat both Mississippi schools. You start there. Beat the Missouris. You know what? Beat a team like an Auburn who's not very good or a Tennessee team that's not very good. Win those games. Maybe find a way to upset a team that's much better than you. Like, that's the kind of the era that you're in right now. But next year, the year after that, and the year after that, you got to make those steps. you got to make the progress. But again, you have to lay the foundation of saying, this is where we're at. We are a team that is better than these SEC teams, and we better show it every single year. Build upon that. Because that's what Arkansas is right now. They're better than the, the – <laughs> there's a way to put on it. sounds bad saying it. But Arkansas is the best average team in the SEC. 
They are. They're the best average team in the SEC. You could also look at it as being the worst good team in the SEC if you really wanted to look at it. But the point is, you got work to do. You got years to get by in. And I think that Arkansas will get there eventually. But right now, take your lumps. You can be up frustrated with the way that the offensive Florida scored. You can do all that stuff. But just remember where you were, where you're going, and where you want to be. And where you want to be is much better than what we're seeing. But you'll get there in time. Before we take a commercial break, though, folks, I got to tell you that when we're all out and about and enjoying ourselves watching football, watching the NFL, whatever it is, we like to chill. We like to relax. You know, you don't want to be intense all the time. You don't want to be up and moving around every single time when your team's playing. You want to relax and chill and enjoy yourself. Even when they want you to throw things at the TV, you still got to chill. And that's why Coors Light is here for you. It's the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. So when you flip through the channels and when you find your sport that you want to watch, crack open a Coors Light. Just got done watching the Masters this past weekend. Was that not the perfect opportunity to do that and just to sit back and chill? Yeah, Coors Light's the way to do it. It's cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged because it's literally made to chill. And it's the one I choose anytime I need to unwind. So when you need to hit the reset button, folks, reach for that beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look. It's delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, you know that Arkansas and losing this game against Florida, we talked about all the things about it and how unfortunate it is, but now we got to look forward. we got to move on to the next game. As I know Sam Pittman and the Razorback football team is doing, so I think we need to do the same thing. Arkansas, LSU this Saturday in Fayetteville. 11 a.m. is the kickoff time. The LSU Tigers have been struggling mightily this year. They're sitting at 2-3, and three, which is crazy. They've only played five games. Arkansas has played seven games, but we know that they've had to deal with COVID. And as of right now, according to this recording, or at the time of this recording, LSU-Arkansas is still on for this weekend. But LSU and Arkansas has always been an interesting matchup for many different reasons. But this one is definitely going to be a fascinating one because LSU has got two wins on the year against arguably the two worst teams in the SEC in Vanderbilt and South Carolina. They smoked Vanderbilt. They beat South Carolina 52-24, but in their other games, losing to Mississippi State 44-34, losing to Missouri 45-41, losing to Auburn 48-11. The pattern that you see is that first score for the opposing teams, 44-45-48. Defense is optional when it comes to the LSU Tigers this year, and that's why I feel really good about Arkansas's chances in this game because it's never going to be the defenses that – the defense will can cause some problems for Arkansas as we've seen them go up against some defenses, but when the, when the other team's defense is bad – Arkansas's offense will open up, and we know that Arkansas's defense is good enough to slow down average offenses, which, you know, they couldn't slow down A&M, who had a great offense, and they couldn't slow down Florida, who had a great offense, but as far as LSU goes this year, I wouldn't necessarily say that their offense is great. It's been okay at times, but the key to remember in all of this is that LSU is going to be without their best quarterback, if you want to call him that, with Miles Brennan, he's not going to be playing. We know that they've had a lot of oh, a turnover from this past season. We know that a guy like 
Uh, for instance, uh, now his name just escaped me, but the wide receiver, I don't know why I just lost his name, but you know what I'm talking about, the great wide receiver that they had this past year. I'm sure I'll think about it later. You know, he opted out to go to the NFL, and so they haven't been good in that regard. So I, I just love this matchup for Arkansas' sake, and apparently Vegas does too because they opened up with Arkansas being the three-point favorites in this game. Now, LSU scoring 35 points a game, sure. But again, they've played five games so far this year. And the only team that they've played with an actual decent defense has been Auburn, and they only put up 11 points against the Tigers. Because South Carolina's defense is atrocious, so is Missouri's, so is Vanderbilt's, and so is Mississippi State's. And they scored a bunch of points against them, but this is going to be one of the best defenses, if not the best defense, that they will face this year. So I like Arkansas's chances in this matchup. And it'll feel good because Arkansas has not beaten LSU since 2015. In fact, take you one step further, Arkansas has not beaten LSU since Ed Orgeron uh, has been the main guy for the Tigers. They, they just haven't been able. I guess the closest they've been, which is just weird to say, closest they've been was Chad Morris's first year where they only lost by a touchdown in that game, 24-17. Arkansas was down 24-3 most of the game, but you got to count the points when they happen. So, this is going to be Arkansas's best opportunity. And I'm telling you, if Arkansas can win this game against LSU, which we'll all enjoy, we'll all love, because they get to bring home the boot, which means a lot to people. Not only will they be in a great position for this game, but then in Missouri, if they take our business in that game, you're sitting with five wins. Five wins. And Bama at the end, we'll take it. We'll take it all day long. We'll, we'll, we'll be so happy because we know with three games left, two of them are winnable. Alabama's not. And Arkansas, for their, for their own sake, every winnable game this year, they've won. They've won. A&M was not winnable, and Florida was not winnable, and Georgia was not winnable, and that's fine. Those are two, three of the top four teams. Those are the teams that are for sure better than you. LSU is not better than you. Missouri is not better than you. So you should win these games. And I predict Arkansas to win these games. And honestly, LSU, yeah, they've gotten an extra week to prepare for you, but I still don't think it'll be enough. I think Arkansas is going to come out. I think their offense is really going to get going because it's gotten better and better each week. And I think the Arkansas defense is going to cause problems for LSU. And who knows, maybe some major changes would be made on the coaching staff for LSU because of this game. I'm not totally sure. But what I do know is I like the matchup. I like what Sam Pittman's done. I like what Eddie O's done too. But this is not their year. This is Arkansas's year when it comes to battle of the boot. So hopefully when Arkansas gets that victory – they end up getting the win after 11 a.m. on Saturday. They run across the field and they get that boot. And I'm fine with that. I'm happy for that. I, the trophy doesn't mean as much as just beating LSU in general. But you need those bragging rights. And it's amazing too, folks. Arkansas was 46-point dogs to LSU last year. That opened up at 46 points. Now, you're three-point favorites. Isn't that amazing what a year can do? In college football, especially in the SEC. What a crazy, crazy time. Before we take a break, though, you know I tell you about Built Bar, and they have gotten even more deliciouser. I don't know if that's a word, but I just used it because I think it's a well way to describe exactly how good Built Bar is. They have 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, and we're all trying to be healthy and convenient and quick. Built Bar is perfect for that. I put them on order, folks, and they're phenomenal. They make it so easy right before the show when I need that extra energy, when I need the extra boost, and also also want to watch my weight and maintain it a little bit. That's what Built Bar is for. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the Kato diet, or any diet, if you will. 
And the best thing about it is we got a deal for you by listening to this podcast. If you go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. It's as simple as that. No matter how many bars you order, you get 20% off. So again, go over to BillBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On, 20% off at BillBar.com. Right here in the final segment, this isn't necessarily Arkansas related, but it is big news in the SEC. And that was the coaching carousel starting up a little early as the South Carolina Gamecocks officially fired Will Muschamp as their head coach. This was his fifth year with the Gamecocks. Fifth. And his best year, honestly, is in 2017. They went 9-4 and four overall. They finished second in the division. But ever since then, it's been just going downhill. So I'm thinking about Will Muschamp and, and his career as a head coach. He started off at Florida, which we know that uh, they did pretty good. Finished top 10 one year in 2012, the one year that he was uh, had his best season. But after that, 4-8, and 6-5, and five, he wasn't doing it. I thought it was really dumb when South Carolina hired him in the first place. I thought it was really stupid that they hired a coach who couldn't get it done at Florida. Because how I look at it, folks, if you can't win at a big-time program, a program where you have the money, the recruiting, the staffing, all of that, if you can't win there, then how in the world can you win at a smaller program like South Carolina? It just doesn't make sense. I'd even argue for any of you to find me a coach that was at a big-time program in college football did not do well there at all, and then went on to another program and did extremely successful. Somebody tried to bring up Lane Kiffin to me, and I'm like, dude, Lane Kiffin has not been successful as a head coach. He hasn't. Now, he might be at Ole Miss, but he hasn't yet. So I don't buy all that stuff. The point is, is that you have a program in South Carolina that's a tough one to win at. And Will Muschamp, for all of his problems and all of that is a really good defensive-minded coach and he'll get another job too but here's my whole point when you're going to hire coaches in South Carolina and all you officials over there I know you're listening to this podcast here's what you do you go and find somebody that's a little outside the box somebody unorthodox because South Carolina all you've done is you hired Lou Holtz you hired Steve Spurrier you hired Will Muschamp those have been your last three hires now some of them worked out some of them didn't but don't always go after a head coach that's been a head coach somewhere else. They want to go offense, and I agree that's a good way to do it. You know, if you hire Steve Sarkeesian, I thought that would be a great hire for him, the OC over at Alabama. Maybe he can make that work. People have been throwing Hugh Freeze around, and my only concern about Hugh Freeze is how really good is he when he's not cheating <laughs> because it's pretty much all he's been able to do. You know, maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But what I do know is that in a place like South Carolina, you have to be able to be innovative and new and creative, similar to what Arkansas did with Sam Pittman. Think about somebody like that. Maybe get somebody that's, you know, if you want to do the next up-and-comer, that's fine. But just don't go for some easy former head coach that's without a job right now. Like, I know he's not going to go there, but just imagine, like, if Jim Harbaugh left Michigan and then went to South Carolina. It's not going to happen, but just for the sake of this, let's talk about it. Like, if he couldn't win at Michigan, you think he's going to win at South Carolina? No. Go get somebody that you think is the next big thing. Go get somebody out there that you think has been underutilized or underappreciative 
and go out and get them. Just do it. You do that, you ride with them, see what happens. But stop going for old head coaches. Their time has gone. No reason to get in it anymore. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 